0: Recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM.
1: And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network.
2: You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and
0: culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU.
1: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is... Jango. Django! It's me. Yeah. And this is Zed Games, if you didn't know that already. um, Very exciting lineup for you all tonight, listeners. Uh, first up, we got gaming news. Woohoo! I we love got, the news. Uh, we got a gaming review. <laughs> well, actually, oh. Oh my goodness. We're spoiling what? you all. We got two oh, gaming
2: reviews. Two reviews. I feel two very lucky. Reviews. Like, I feel like one day we can fit in... More than two reviews. One day we can, and one day we will, and one day we have, I believe. And one day we have. <laughs> have have <laughs> we? I think. I think maybe back pre pre Zara's Z game. Pre Zara. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, potential. I've been here. Busy. I've been here for for too long now. Um, too long.
1: Yeah, you're you're actually ancient.
2: Yeah. Um, in Z
1: games years, I'm the like, baby. In in human years, you are the baby.
2: I am the youngest. <laughs>
1: um, but you know what doesn't age? Well, what, what you know what does age, and we should listen to before it ages too much. A cheesy fungus kind of thing. Is it the news?
2: It is the news. Uh yeah. Let's listen to that. Yeah. Listen to it.
0: This week in gaming news, Twitch wants more money. Twitch, Amazon video game streaming platform, is currently considering making big changes to the monetization systems. These changes are starting to concern streamers as Twitch wants to implement multiple changes to its partner program that will hopefully boost profits. Some of these changes are new revenue split from subscriptions, a new tier system, and bolstering advertisements. Yay, said no one. The proposed cut would see partnered streamers revenue from subscriptions drop from 70% to 50%. Twitch streamer, pleasantly twisted, commented to Kotaku, saying, Smaller streamers, I think, are going to have little to no incentive at this stage to really push for growth. It's starting to feel like if you want to make a payout, you have to hit more subs, and the struggle at current is discoverability at all. Twitch intends of releasing these new changes to the website in the coming few months. Activision Blizzard losing some more. Activision Blizzard has released its latest financial report, and the numbers are bad revenue, player numbers, as well as poor sales on new releases such as Call of Duty, means that Microsoft are going to have to work hard to pull them out of this one. For the recent quarter, Blizzard has reported turning over 1.77 billion compared to 2.28 billion the previous year. But the big hit is the number of users logging in and playing. There are currently 372 million players for the last quarter, as opposed to the 435 million from last year. 60 million less players per month is a huge nosedive. All this plummeting revenue and player account seems to be linked to the buyout from Microsoft, not to mention the large number of players boycotting Activision Blizzard from its ongoing internal harassment and abuse allegations, especially since the latest news is that Bobby Kotick, former CEO of Activision Blizzard, has been reported threatening to kill someone. Only time will tell what happens next. PlayStation bomb scare in Boston. Passengers at Boston's Logan International Airport were recently evacuated over the Easter holidays as the local bomb squad were called in to check out a suspicious item. Turns out it was really a PlayStation in a degraded condition. A spokesperson from Massachusetts State Police stated the condition of the console caused abnormalities in the image produced when it was x rayed, prompting the screener's concern. During the investigation of the object and secondary streets of the area, passengers in Terminal A were evacuated. After a thorough investigation, an hour later, the bomb squad gave the all clear. Now, this week in gaming releases. On April 28th, Bugsnacks comes to Xbox and Switch. Bugsnacks Isle of Bugsnacks update also comes to all platforms. The House of the Dead remake comes to PC, Xbox One, and PS4. And for PC, Kaiju Wars, Capital Sparks of Revolution, Rogue Lords, Trigon Space Story. April 29th, Dandy and Dandy DX comes to Xbox, PC, and the Switch. Nintendo Switch Sports comes to the Switch. Revenous Devils comes to all platforms, and Sea of Craft comes to PC. And on May 4th, Wildcat Gun Machine comes to all platforms. And that's all this week in gaming news.
1: Thanks for that, Toby, and also Ez. That was a collaborative effort. Um, now, if you were a former CEO of Activision Blizzard, and you were threatening to kill someone, who would you threaten? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, um, we don't. We don't. We don't. I'm like. I'm like mashing the news stories. Here. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm like. Are, Ah uh, no no Amazon and I mean as somebody who has streamed on Twitch and and people go oh you must make lots of money from that I have made no money from Twitch in yeah. fact the money I have made from Twitch has gone immediately into Jeff Bezos's pocket because they don't pay you out until you reach a hundred dollars and this is well known Amazon payment <laughs> tactics they do the same for their um books e-books and stuff
1: yeah it's a bit it's a it's a it's not surprising no.
2: Um, it's they have just, to make money somehow. They have to make money. How else are they going to make money? Uh, not, you know, exploitation is totally not on the ball. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we would never suggest such a thing. Never. Never. <laughs> never. I, okay. Um, Yeah, that's all the big news. I want to talk about the PlayStation being mistaken for a bomb. Why? <laughs> first, why? Why was, okay. It was a. De- in a degraded condition, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? First of all, how do they allow it to get to such a state? I'm assuming this is like a PlayStation One.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, They're the saying PlayStation. PlayStation. So I'm like thinking, what model is it? Like, like um, what? I'm assuming it's the very
1: first one. Yeah. And like I remember those. I remember
2: those little guys. They were pretty, pretty tough.
1: Yeah. Little consoles. You could drop that on someone's foot and break it. Yeah, it's yeah break yeah. the foot. Yeah, not yeah, the, yeah. Not, not the Not the not console. the, you know, break the console the will be fine. Yeah. Um, I never dropped my PlayStation. I and just... Neither have I? No, I took good care of it and never allowed it to get into a degraded condition. Also, why are you carrying a, a PlayStation in a degraded condition around?
2: Um, It's what? a power move. It's a power move. It's a power move. <laughs> what kind of... What is I, the, don't <laughs> what I don't is know. I don't know. It's just a power move because... Because... Like okay, if you saw someone walking down the street carrying uh-huh. a PlayStation in a degraded condition, would you not be intimidated?
1: I oh,
2: cuz oh. I would be intimidated. I would be crossing the street. I would be like, "No, no. I don't want to be near this person." That's like that is a power move. It's a power I move. guess yeah. That's
1: my know, thinking.
2: You know what? Yeah, you know what? Oh, but like, you remember GameCube's how they had
1: like the handle and everything? Yeah. That was a nice. But you needed concept.
2: to carry a GameCube with you so that you could go play me- Melee, Smash Melee with your mates. Yeah, you know. With like a PlayStation, you can't. You have to carry it like a turtle. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like a turtle, <laughs> or like the wrong way to hold a sandwich. Yeah, the like wrong way, way to down hold down a burger. Yeah, if you don't know how to, if you
1: don't know how to hold a turtle. It's like. A sandwich like handi- but flipped upside yeah, down. Yeah, it's
2: like holding a burger upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um if you didn't know that, that's now you know. We're
2: demonstrating. We're but demonstrating. It's radio, we're
1: trying to explain it to you. So you can't see it. Sandwich but upside down. Yeah. That's how you carry a toddler.
2: Go to hold go to hold like a sandwich or a burger upside down.
1: And that's also how you carry a PlayStation. Yep. Yeah.
2: Apparently. Apparently. I would be carrying it under my arm Real, like, like a football. Like yeah, a football. Yeah, I'd be football holding it. Really? Like like a stack of books, like a football. You know? Yeah. Oh. Or like a toddler like on my hip. Oh. Yeah, I can.
1: I can imagine doing that, especially yeah. with like the PS. They're heavy too. Like, they're big. Yeah, dude,
2: I can't carry the PS Five. It's so It's where it is.
1: <laughs> I think we talked way too much about how to carry a console. I think we need to listen to Ezarko's Hidden Forbidden West review. Let's hear it. Let's hop right into it. I am super excited for this one.
3: Horizon Forbidden West, developed by Guerrilla Games, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Its music is by Yoris Deman. Platforms are PlayStation 4 and 5 only. It was released on February 18th, 2022. Its genres are action adventure, single player campaign, and it is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. So, the story begins with Aloy a young hunter of the Nora tribe on a quest into the unknown Forbidden West to find the source of a deadly plague that has been infecting the land. Aloy encounters many new threats along her journey as well as making new friends, who aid her in her quests. Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn, which was released back in 2017, is set in a post-apocalyptic world overrun by machines that resemble animals or dinosaurs. Aloy goes on a journey of self-discovery whilst trying to figure out how to save the world from another potentially apocalyptic threat. Whereas Horizon Forbidden West is left less self-discovery and more threats. Forbidden West is heavily narrative driven, just like its prequel, and the main questline can take anywhere between 25 to 35 hours to complete. As Aloy, you can explore a vast open world, completing many side quests using a bow and arrow, as well as melee attacks against hostile machines or other threats. By exploring the world, you learn more about the history of these mysterious creatures, their purpose, as well as Aloy's place in this dire post-apocalyptic reality. Forbidden West starts off only months after the threat of Hades from Zero Dawn. Now, if you haven't played Zero Dawn and would like to pick up Forbidden West, My recommendation is to play these games in order. There is very little hand-holding with regards to tutorial in Forbidden West. You are dropped straight into the action, so you might find yourself feeling really overwhelmed by all the game's mechanics, not to mention the narrative. The Horizon series really is huge in terms of world building. Without the story and established setting of Zero Dawn, you will most likely find everything really confusing. In saying that, if you have played Zero Dawn and loved it, this sequel is for you. It is a perfect continuation of Aloy's journey and does an exceptional job of expanding upon this incredible Horizon universe. I won't get too into the plot as there is a lot to be said and many spoilers. Horizon Forbidden West's gameplay is just as fluid and free-flowing as Zero Dawn's. Using third-person perspective, the combat is exceptional. As the player, you can choose from many different weapons and skill sets to specialise in, giving the player plenty of choice. You are also not locked into choosing any one specific path on the skill tree, instead you can unlock all branches of each speciality throughout gameplay. The UI and inventory systems are really smooth, intuitive and follow a very similar layout to Zero Dawn, making it that much easier to pick up where you left off, in saying that Forbidden West have done some improvements to things such as traversal, making fast travel to previously visited locations much easier, freeform climbing, new equipment such as the shield wing, which acts as a high-tech gliding tool, which is really handy when descending from great heights. The reward system has also had big improvements, with the rewards scaling better depending on what difficulty you're playing, which makes loot even more satisfying than in Zero Dawn. Side quests have improved structure, making each story feel more immersive and combine nicely with the main questline. Horizon Forbidden West also features some pretty cool characters, voiced by some pretty cool stars, such as carrie Ann Moss, Angela Bassett, and Allison Jay, to name a few. The overall sound is phenomenal. Certain sound effects during combat are really satisfying, especially when you are in stealth mode, drawing an arrow, and hitting your target perfectly, really slaps. The most satisfying game mechanic coupled with sound design is riding an overridden machine, such as a Charger, which is basically a mechanical horse. As you ride through different terrain, the hooves clip-clopping beneath you really help you feel the environment come alive. The musical composition is led by Joris Deman, who is well known for his works on Horizon Zero Dawn as well as Killzone. The soundscape Yoris has created in Forbidden West is darker and much more eerie than in Zero Dawn. Fusing a wide range of both classical and tribal elements, there are also added components such as ethereal vocals and deep percussive drums that emphasize the immensity of this new frontier that is the Forbidden West. The Forbidden West soundtrack is a unique sound compared to Zero Dawn, thus giving you this renewed sense of adventure. Now, I have yet to complete all of Horizon Forbidden West, as it is a much larger game in terms of map size than Zero Dawn. I've played very leisurely for roughly 40 hours and have only completed 60% of the game. There is simply so much to see and do, which I am definitely not disappointed by. For those hardcore Horizon Zero Dawn fans, you will really love spending more time with Aloy, watching as her character tackles new and difficult challenges as well as meeting new characters developing bonds, and falling in love with many new aspects of the game. Visually, Horizon Forbidden West is gorgeous. If you are lucky enough to be playing on a 4K TV, you will see every speck of detail in each new area with absolute clarity. If you are fortunate enough to also be playing on a PlayStation 5, I can say with certainty that the console handles 60 FPS really smoothly, and based on watching a lot of PlayStation 4 gameplay, I think there is marginal difference in quality. So don't let not having the latest console hold you back from picking this up. Overall, Horizon Forbidden West is currently my frontrunner for Game of the Year, and I'm not alone in that opinion, with IGN giving it a 9 out of 10, and many other game critics not falling below an 8 out of 10. I would say I have a strong case. Unfortunately, Forbidden West was sitting in the shadow of Elden Ring upon release, missing out on some much-needed Twitter-trending publicity. In saying that, it's never too late to pick up a copy and start venturing into the Forbidden West. Forbidden West.
1: Thank you so much for that review, Ez.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: I am a big fan of... the series? I guess it's series now. I've
2: never played a Horizon game.
1: I've played a few hours of the first one, and I loved
2: every single hour, but then I put it <laughs> down. And then you just never came back <laughs> to it? I just never came that back to it. That happens to me so much with so many games. And then if you try to pick it back up, you're like, I don't know what these controls are. How do you play games? Which what, is, what was I doing? Because
1: hmm? it is such a beautiful game, mm. and it's got such a wonderfully detailed world with all these extremely robust mechanics.
2: I want to play it.
1: I want to play it. I want to play it. I'm going to go bother someone for the, for to let me use their PlayStation. You uh, can come
2: use mine. I,
1: you are someone I can yeah, bother. Yeah, you
2: can literally. Yeah! And we're not even that far away from each other. That's so true. That is true. Mine. <sighs> uh, it's, okay. it's like It's almost like. It's almost like. We're on a video game. No. It's almost like your co-hosts play video games. No. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? That's,
1: almost. that's just ridiculous. That's almost. Just, it that's would make too much outrageous. sense. Yeah. It's just, um, I just I don't know. I'm gonna still consider it a coincidence because I think coincidences <laughs> are fun. Coincidence is, I think not. <laughs> um, um it is now time for another review for our mobile game called seed ship and when they knew the earth was doomed they built a ship less like an ark more like a seed dormant but with potential in its heart a thousand colonists in frozen sleep chosen and trained to start civilization again on a new world to control the ship they created an artificial intelligence not human but made to think and feel like one because only something that thought and felt like a human could be entrusted with the future of the human race Its task is momentous but simple, to evaluate each planet the ship encounters, and decide whether to keep searching, or end its journey there. The ship's solar sails propel it faster and faster into the darkness, and the AI listens as the transmissions from ground control fade, and then cease. When all is quiet, it enters hibernation to wait out the first stage of its long journey. After millennia of slow travel, the seed ship AI awakes. Hoping against hope, it trains its receiver in the direction of Earth's sun, but it is as silent as any of the other myriad dead stars. Save for the thousand frozen colonists cradled in its shielding and life support systems, the human race is now extinct. Seed Ship is a text-based strategy game where you play as the AI trusted to bring humanity to a new planet, and hopefully set them up to thrive on this faraway planet far from home. It's straightforward, but complex in its simplicity and written with enough poetry to make one yearn for what lies in space. Does
2: somebody say <laughs>
1: The first thing you see upon coming out of hibernation, other than silence from Earth, is the status of your systems. Your scanners for atmosphere, gravity, temperature, water and resources are undamaged. Landing and construction systems are ready to go, and the scientific and cultural databases are complete. Your 10 surface probes are all accounted for. All 1,000 souls still rest, waiting for you to decide their new home. And there you see it, the first planet. The third moon of a gas giant orbiting a red supergiant star. You can scan it and you get valuable information back. Atmosphere, corrosive. Gravity, very low. Temperature, very hot. Water, planet-wide ocean. Resources, poor. Anomalies, none. Handily, the results will flag red, yellow or green depending on how bad it is. Giving a quick glance at the results but it's pretty plain to see that you need to move on. You travel from system to system, scanning planets in turn. It's a bit of a lonely journey, but it's not quiet. Things go wrong. You may end up in an asteroid field and your scanners may get damaged, meaning they won't return accurate results when scanning a planet, or they might not be able to scan at all. You may end up caught in a black hole, dragged in by its enormous gravitational pull, your engines straining to break free. You may have ended up too close to a supergiant star and you're gathering heat faster than you can vent it away and you're about to risk a catastrophic failure of your systems. In these situations, you need to make a choice. You could wake up a mechanic to fix your systems, but they can't return to hibernation. You might need to jettison, jettison colonists or a part of your ship in order to break free from the black hole's gravitational pull. You may need to sacrifice one of your systems so you can divert shielding to the rest of the seed ship. But there are opportunities alone as well. You can fly through space dust, allowing you to learn about planetary formations, letting you upgrade your scanners, but you do risk collision with debris. Each choice has a risk, a pro and a con. Half of your colonists may wake up, you might lose a surface probe, your scientific database might be damaged. It's not enough to just find a suitable planet. You need to ensure that you have enough people to start start civilization, with enough resources and knowledge to construct everything they need, so you have a precarious balance to maintain and you move from planet to planet hoping that the next one is the right one. There are only so many planets you can scan, but you have to make before you have to make a decision. And if you scan a planet and it seems promising, send a probe down to get more details. You never know what or who might be down there. Past civilizations may be an asset, an indication as to how habitable this planet is. Current civilizations, however, each planet you reject, you have to hope there are better options sooner than later. It can be rather tense weighing up my options and my status hoping is only an ai created to hope like a human can hope and when you make your decision you land hopefully safely and your journey is over now humans must make the best of it with whatever is left where you have chosen you get to see their first few years watch how they establish themselves how they handle the challenges and dangers of this world hopefully they handle the challenges hopefully they can overcome the difficulties of this world Hopefully they are enough and you have chosen well. You get to see it play out, good or bad. Seedship is one of those games I grabbed from the App Store because I wanted something easy and quick for my commutes and it has proven to be a wonderful choice. There is something poetic and romantic about an AI created like a human to look after humanity, to experience this journey full of danger and difficult decisions. You feel isolated, alone with no way to turn back, but you have to try and trust and think so that you can bring your cargo to safety. There are little details that I find delightful, such as the systems and scanners all flickering on during your first system check, as if you yourself are waking up. And there are moments where there is the opportunity to feel less lonely, to say hello to someone, anyone. But those two have a cost a risk. I often chose to avoid these opportunities out of fear, but I also yearn for what could have been. But I have a duty, and so I sail on. Seed Ship is one of those quiet, beautiful little games that happens to fit into my commute. Simple, but complex. Cold, but hopeful. If you like text-based strategy games within the sci-fi genre, then it's an experience worth having. And
2: yeah. Sounds um, nice. Sounds very nice. I
1: quite like it.
2: You quite like it. I'm a big fan of
1: it, I
2: dare say. I quite like it.
1: Quite like
2: it. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know either. Um, The bubble tea has gone to my head. The bubble tea has gone to your head. Yeah, yeah, it's all that sugar. But you know what else can go to my head?
1: Um, You know, have you forgotten something, listeners? Have you forgotten to renew a subscription? Oh no, my perhaps? Game Pass.
2: My Game Pass. No, not
1: Game Pass.
2: Oh, oh we're talking about your four triple Z subscription. Oh, now's but, a good time to renew that. Yeah, now's it?
1: a we recognize your sins, listeners, and it's now we're giving you an opportunity to atone during April atonement. If you subscribe during this period, you'll be. In the running for fantastic prizes such as there's so many Mountain Goat beer pack, a year of sober non-alcoholic beer, Dendy's Cinema silver card, but a big Fork Theatre golden ticket. What? <laughs> uh, look, <laughs>
2: there's
1: a there's not, tattoo voucher up for grabs too. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. You get it's forgiveness. And potentially these awesome prizes. Okay, but the support.
2: best one's the four Triple Z Music and Merch Pack. Yes, um, that's the best one. That's the one all, I would be getting.
1: All I ask from you, for dear listeners, is to put Zed Games as your favorite show. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's all we want. That's all we want. We're my favorite show.
1: We're, we're my favorite show too. Um, Maybe we're biased. maybe Maybe. unfortunately the show must come to an end it's my least time it's time to say goodbye but (laughs) before we say goodbye i just want to say i just want to tell you a joke why does donkey kong wear a tie why does donkey tie he's got monkey business to do later Oh (laughs) god and with that listeners i love you goodbye and have a good night thanks for listening to zed games
0: if you'd like to listen to more check out our podcast on spotify
2: or follow us on social media at zed games au See See you next time. time.